0: Hi, welcome to the Sons of Fantasy Football League podcast. I'm your host and commish, the Denver Desert Dog, and we're talking the championship round, Super Bowl week. This is Super Bowl seven in the Sons of Fantasy Football League this year. Got a pretty good matchup. Uh, Joining me tonight to discuss it are the two teams who weren't able to make the Super Bowl last week. We have Phil Bruce from the Seawolves and Shane Stein from Take Your Ball and Go Home. How's it going, fellas? Great to be talking fantasy football. Uh, (laughs) Nothing getting eliminated from the playoffs
1: and coming right back here. But, now, two good teams in championship. I, I felt like I got a lot out of my roster and probably ended up in what I figured it'd be. One of the more positive outcomes of, of what my season could have been, all things considered. I think Shane's probably in the same boat that I am, but let's jump into it. Let's, let's talk about these teams tonight. Yeah, great to be here, Matt.
2: Thanks for having me. Uh, couldn't have really said it better, Phil. I think, uh, I mean, just based on kind of everything that happened to our teams, I mean, uh, I feel like my team ended kind of where it belonged. <laughs> um, it was never great. It was always just, just okay. Uh, your team on the other hand, I mean, I feel like you had an argument. At one point, your team was good enough to to win the whole thing. I, I don't know that mine was ever at that level. Um, but it didn't work out, and uh, now we're uh, on the outside looking, uh, looking in here for the uh, championship game.
0: The, the first couple of weeks of the year, Shane, if you had started James Conner, you would have had a championship-level team. <laughs> <laughs> Always gotta get a James Conner zinger in there. But yeah, Shane, your 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 season probably got extended one week longer just by the fact you banked so many wins in the beginning of the year. Uh you ran into a lot you both ran into a lot of injuries and bad luck with COVID stuff for the last six to seven weeks. So um there's really only one team that's remained completely unscathed all season. I mean, he did lose DeAndre Swift at one point, but for the most part, Jason's team has remained healthy and uh, productive. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. I have a deal with him. I don't know if I'm allowed to say that. that.
1: Healthy, productive, and outperformed a lot of expectations. Like, I, There's a, a pretty good collection of talent on this team that outperformed their average rank, draft rank at the draft. So when you can do that, stay healthy, and have yeah. players outperform what they were supposed to do coming into the season, you're going to have a loaded team, and, and that's what he's got.
2: Yeah, I mean, we're going to touch on it, I think, a little bit, but I think we didn't we didn't have the thought last week, so we didn't really get a chance to talk about the absurd status of the possibility of him ending the season with – the number one fantasy <laughs> player at, at every position that we start <laughs> quarterback running back wide receiver tight end um it's not far-fetched for that to happen which is stupid i mean just uh that doesn't happen so um pretty uh been a pretty incredible run here for the block um i think we're gonna have a worthy adversary here uh, tina's gotten hot down the stretch here that's gonna give him a good game in the championship game
1: I'm trying to think in our league history better running back and wide receiver combo on a team with Cooper Cup and Jonathan Taylor and the closest I can think of is Michael Thomas and Dalvin Cook and I think this this combo is significantly better than those guys I I don't think there's anything that rivals what Jason has in these two players
0: My, my best combo was the year I had probably Gurley and Julio and the first year I had Gurley yeah. and, Gurley and, uh, AB. Yeah.
2: It, 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 reminds me a lot of the Cook-Thomas yeah. combo, combo that led Ed to, uh, well, I guess one, I guess there was only really one title that he led him to, but.
0: Well, Spe- uh, Spears had Zeke in his monster year and Jordy Nelson. But no. I think we're, just, we're getting far removed from those first couple of seasons to really remember. You know, we, I can barely remember what I did three days ago, let alone <laughs> that
1: long. But t- Taylor and Cup are just so far ahead of this number two at their positions, scoring-wise.
0: Well, yeah, I mean, he has yeah. the top two candidates for Offensive Player of the Year on his team. Like, that, that just doesn't happen, like you said.
1: Let's put it
2: this way. I mean... Mick has wide receiver two, wide receiver three, and wide receiver thirteen on his team to go along with an RB, RB six and quarterback four, and he's a twenty five point under. <laughs> I, I mean, like, what, what more are you supposed to do? <laughs> what more, like, what, what more can you ask for out of your team? I mean, not the projections mean any everything, obviously. Like, the projections aren't, aren't always right, but I mean, that's a damn good lineup to put out there, and your ESPN's averages are telling you that you're 25 points worse. Like, <clears throat> that's, how, that's how
0: good the flock could have been. Embiid down holding his ankle.
1: He's already got 27. I
0: know. Um, Alright, so let's do a quick trivia before we get into uh, previewing the championship round couple nights ago, uh, John Madden passed away at the age of 85. Uh, just a cultural phenomenon, uh, arguably, in my opinion. Um, the person most responsible for the interest in football um, here in America in the last 20 years. Um, just the Madden video game. I think everybody that, you know, in our generation has at one point played Madden. Um, so, just... Outstanding work by Madden. Great broadcaster. And uh, I think everybody has some fond memory of of John Madden. So my question for you guys is, there are seven active players who were on the John Madden video game cover. Can you name those seven players? Antonio Brown. Antonio Brown was on Madden 19. That's correct. (laughs)
2: Um...
0: Tom um, Brady Tom Brady is on this list twice Not only on this year's uh, 2022 cover But also on the 2018 version of the game
1: uh, Let's go with Mr. Wildcat himself Lamar Jackson
0: Lamar graced last year's cover Madden 21 <laughs> This is the one. This is the one trivia question Ed would have liked to be here for. <laughs> he would have knocked this thing out of the park. Yeah, he probably um, he probably could have gotten the retired players as well.
2: <laughs> yeah, this one would have been uh, would have been up his for uh, his alley up his forte. Um, <laughs> when you first said this question, the 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 one day he came to is not active, but the one day he came to mind was Peyton Hillis. Yes, <laughs> but uh, for for this list, I believe I believe that Adrian Peterson was on the cover
0: once. <clears throat> well, that would be eight players, and let me check my list because I did not write him down. I forget that he is active, um, and no, I I can't find him on the cover.
1: Adrian Peterson is not on this list. <laughs> uh, who yeah. is on this list is Patrick Mahomes.
0: Patrick Mahomes is the other two-time uh, cover leader. 22 Madden sharing it with Brady this year and 2020 as well.
1: Three uh, can, left. We, can we just pause for a moment and acknowledge that I have not embarrassed myself on this trivia play? <laughs> this is this is one more Phil speak. Yeah, he's in the Xbox store.
2: He's in the
0: Xbox store research right now. (laughs) So we have... Three players left. All of them in the NFC. Two of them are teammates. One of
2: them... Brady, A.B., Mahomes, and who? Lamar. Lamar.
0: And... These three are tough because they're non-quarterbacks, and one of them I would venture is borderline impossible to get.
1: They're all in the AFC, you said?
0: NFC, and two NFC, of them are teammates.
1: NFC. NFC. And, and, so they're in the NFC, they're teammates?
0: Two of them are teammates. Two
1: of them two are, are teammates. They're not quarterbacks. Correct. Um, pretty sure one of them is on defense that's, and that's why it's impossible to get um, well usually you gotta have
2: like a Super Bowl win or like something spectacular to be on the cover right
0: that's correct Shane
2: I, I, I'm not a, no. I, I don't
0: buy the <laughs> no I know I know that's correct I'm, I'm thinking
2: for more like along lines of MVPs but or like Super
0: Bowl winners you, you need to be someone that someone that kids like too
2: Damn. You're
0: telling me Adrian Pearson wasn't on when he won the MVP? I, I'm i look Unless fucking... unless this uh, website's lying to me. I could have
2: swore I remember seeing it. I'm so I,
0: to... I got Calvin, Peyton Hillis, Drew Brees, Larry Fitzgerald and Paul Amalo were on one year together. Favre, Vince Young, Sean Alexander, McNabb, Ray Lewis, Michael Vick. Marshall Falk Dante Culpepper might be who you're thinking of and Eddie George
2: Dante Culpepper that's nice I I I don't what what, what year what year are we missing
0: 17 16 and 15 the three oldest ones on the list so that was
2: Hmm. Was that Seahawks Super Bowl win? Patriots Super Bowl win? And Broncos? Seahawks, Broncos, Patriots? I,
0: I think you're uh, correct. You're, I think you're correct with one or two of them. So two of them. Uh, I'm trying to think. I mean, you got to think about swag, too. Big swag guys, two of them.
1: Richard Sherman?
0: Richard Sherman is on this list. Madden 15, he's the one that I said was impossible. Clearly, anything is possible.
1: Well, if you would have given us
0: nine hints, I wouldn't wouldn't have thought that. (laughs) So he has a teammate who's also great to cover. And I would say the third one probably would also be a teammate with them, but they already have enough good players in his position. Well, he's on the Buccaneers. <laughs> so I'm assuming...
2: Sherman was like the 15 one.
0: Yep. That was their Super Bowl.
2: <coughs> so it's
0: got to be Gronk. It's got to be Gronk. Gronk was on Madden 17 cover. With the Patriots? <laughs> yep. Nice. <laughs> and um, the other one's got to be 16. He had probably the coolest moment of the season. That's why he's on the cover.
1: Oh, oh, that's gotta be butt fumble.
0: (sighs) No, not Mark Sanchez. It is, Phil, a man after your own heart, Mr. Odell Beckham Jr. Oh, helmet catch.
2: Oh, stupid. Wasn't the helmet catch. What? What?
1: Just the one-handed. Well, hey, man. I, I do want to say one thing on John Madden because everyone's celebrating him and, and he was amazing with Pat Summerall. There, there's no doubt about that, but there's two problems I have with John Madden. Number one, sold out for a video game that has been the exact same video game for the last 15 years since this new generation of Xbox. They refused to improve it and all they do is they throw a boatload of money at the NFL to make sure they have an exclusive license and don't do shit to develop that game. So that, that's one thing. He has his name plastered all over that. And the second thing is he's one of these guys that just stuck around way too long guys that have stuck around three, four five years longer than they probably should have John Madden, Joe Paterno, these guys that at the end are a shell of what they formerly were. Um, I feel bad for and, and and wish they would have retired a lot earlier. That's all I have to say on John Madden. Always hot takes here from, from the Sea uh, wolves
2: uh, Clearly, probably the most recognizable, I mean, football name of, of all time. I mean, across the board. I mean, what are the names? I mean, Mount Rushmore football. I mean, John Madden's probably up there, right? Vince Lombardi, John, John Madden, I mean, those are those are probably the top two at this point. I mean, Belichick's probably getting close <laughs> um, by the time's on send-up. You're and talking Brady, co- You're
0: talking coaches or just
1: people?
2: I mean, just people. <laughs> Madden probably lost the board.
1: Those guys,
2: too. Yeah, and Madden's probably – Madden Lombardi probably got to be one, two. Yeah. I mean, that's that's how important he
0: was. Speaking of Mount Rushmore football, we'll have Roger Goodell on the Manning cast Monday. Um <laughs> should be outstanding maybe I don't know
1: To see how they're just gonna be talking about Big Ben the whole night
0: who do they play is it Cleveland
2: yeah
1: who's released out
0: yeah it might be
1: I don't I don't see the Steelers getting back into town at any point <laughs> even if they win this weekend and make the playoffs I, I will be betting against them
0: yeah. I would uh, I would probably agree with that if I, if I were you. Um, all right, well, we don't need to talk about the third-place game because this is the first year we're not having a third-place game due to having three division winners. Third place will not get paid out. Um, I will still keep it in the league archives, though, for who got third place, so you guys may want to make an attempt to... <coughs>
2: <laughs> you should have told me that I would have picked up some uh, yeah, players not the
0: archive the- <laughs> um, yes there's, uh, there still will be a trophy awarded the third place it just won't be of any monetary value nice um, couldn't think of two better guys to battle it out in a meaningless game <laughs> um, alright so let's get into Mad Dogs versus Flock. We'll start off with the Mad Dogs, as Shane mentioned. Uh 25 point underdogs this week. Flock projected for 135. Mick, it's mad dogs projected for 109. Got Mahomes. Um, at Cincinnati. You have to like that matchup. Should be uh should be some points scored in that one. He won't have probably Clyde Edwards-Hilaire to go with him. Um, but I'm assuming you guys are all in on Mahomes this week. Absolutely. Um,
2: seems like they've turned the corner. Um, should be at full strength here. I haven't seen anything yet that's, I mean, other than Hilaire, but I think that might be a bonus for Mahomes. Um and Darrell Williams back there I think the score character is every bit as good as Hilaire anyway um, so I mean Kelsey should be back Hill should be there full complement of players <coughs> in a game where they can pretty much lock up the one seed I, I believe they need, I'm not sure how that, but they're they're on their way to locking up a one seed so they're going to be pedal to the metal here in Cincinnati can be uh, can be scored upon I think that game's high scoring so yeah gotta like where you're at here for the Mad Dogs
1: Give me uh, me a 30-burger for Mahomes. 30 sounds about right. Yeah, Chiefs are over whatever the hell they were dealing with beginning and middle of the season. They're now Super Bowl favorites. They they look great. They took the Steelers' uh, old yeller style out back last weekend. I I like Mahomes this week. I can see the Bengals scoring a little bit with them, uh, making this one high-scoring. I like somewhere north of that 30-burger.
0: North of 30. Um, yeah, that was that was ugly. Sunday against the Steelers. I was enjoying your uh, texts as that game was happening. And also the screenshots of the bets, live bets you were putting on the Chiefs as well. Um, Easiest money I made. Zeke has... Zeke's done pretty well. The... Uh, last couple weeks 16.7 14.7 he's finding the end zone on a regular basis after having two kind of down weeks he gets Arizona this week Um, I think you know can't expect anything less than a touchdown from Zeke in this one as well probably another double digit effort
2: yeah I I like him to score 12 touchdowns on the year already Um, been a touchdown machine and I gotta believe that the way the Cowboys are playing and the way that Arizona in turn is not playing well um that the scoring streak continues here for Zeke and give me another, another 14 to 15 somewhere in that range
1: effort I like that and a lot not to. I like that a lot too something's going on in Arizona uh my my friend Matt Kozlowski tells me that Kingsbury's not that great of a coach would rather have Zimmer over him, uh, which I, I I'm I'm not there yet. But there is trouble brewing in the desert. If Zeke gets the rock this weekend, it's going to be a good Zeke game. Uh, it just depends on, on what kind of game plan they're going to roll with. That's that is just cutting edge analysis there. <laughs> but by the if Zeke gets the rock this week, it's going to be a good <laughs> Is that <laughs> they're they're getting, my point is they're going to be successful at whatever they choose to do. It, 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 okay, fact, that makes so out sense. Game, That's what's going to happen if they want okay. Zeke to pound it. He's going to be <laughs> they, okay. It, so the,
2: they can pick. They're they basically going to be able to pick their poison. Is what they're going to to do whatever they want. It's not, it's not poison because it, it benefits like, them. They're going to pick live. Their poison as far as what they're going to use to kill Arizona. Yeah, they can they can do whatever they want. Okay, understood.
0: Got it. Yep. Uh, Sony Michelle will be going with Zeke in the backfield for the Mad Dogs. He's been outstanding the last four weeks. Over 21 points twice. 12.5 and 1 and and only 7.9, but still had 20 for 79 in that game against Arizona. Um, At Baltimore this week, Baltimore has been reeling a little bit lately as well. A lot of people... Putting a lot of buzz around Sony Michelle this week. Um, I'm not totally bought in. I think Baltimore could be a team defensively that could give the Rams some struggles. What do you guys think about Sony? I mean,
2: this has been kind of the missing, one of the main missing pieces that the Mad Dogs have found here. It's been it's been nice uh, with Henderson out that, that Michelle can step up and play a big role for them because he's been huge, um, and they're going to need it to continue. Um, obviously we, we've talked about everything they're up against this week, they're going to need Michelle to have another nice week um, but I, I, I disagree with you And I'm, I'm usually a Baltimore truther and I, and I like Harbaugh, I think he's a good coach I, I just think that that team is cooked um, for whatever reason, um, I think everything is just kind of caught up with them and, and, I, and I honestly think they're a pretty good team but um, I just think there's too much, they're just fighting too much of an uphill battle and I think the Rams are going to be able to go in there and do some things and i like Michelle to score again.
1: For this week I'm going to be a Michelle truther and the Ravens are, they're, they're done. They went for two at the end of games. One of the times I thought was the right thing to do, the other one I didn't think it was. Either way, both sides didn't work out and their, their season's effectively over from what I can tell. They've lost all positive momentum. I don't see them having a whole lot to play for. And Michelle's going to get some volume, and he's going to have a big game this week. And he's not going to have as big of a game as he did last week, but this week he's a great play.
0: Yeah, I just I don't I just think that the defense that they that they're going to run blitzing, showing different looks, um, Baltimore having a little more to play for to stay in the playoff hunt. I don't know. I'm just not. I'm not a. Not a firm believer in it yet, but um, I agree they have been reeling, so we'll see what Michelle's able to do. Uh, Shane alluded to wide receivers 2 and 3 on the Mad Dogs roster, Debo Samuel and Devontae Adams. Projected for a little over 32 points, both of them with outstanding matchups, Adams against Minnesota, Debo against Houston, both at home. The only issue with Debo may be the quarterback situation, don't know what Jimmy Jimmy Garoppolo's status is, but um, what do you guys think about the, the two wide receivers, the real leaders of the Mad Dog squad this week?
2: Yeah, this is this is where you've got to make your money. Um, they've been outstanding. Adam says, like we like touched on two weeks ago, he's turned the corner over the past five, six weeks, where he's back into being the best wide receiver in football. Um Obviously, Cup, for fantasy purposes, is, is number one. But I think Adams, overall, is just the best player. Um, just unstoppable, the connection with Rodgers. And he's 100% getting your touchdown scores. He's scoring Sunday night. Um, so it's, it's going to be another, another nice week for Adams. Give me 20-plus for him. Um, Debo, I'm a little worried about, just because... I feel like they're going to pound Houston, and I'm not sure how much they're going to need him. Um, I, I still think he has a nice game. He's been he's been really hot, been playing exceptionally well. I, I would just temper my expectations a little bit in this one because I think it's going to be over pretty early, and don't think they're going to really need to uh, unleash him all that much past halfway through the third quarter.
1: You say a hundred percent likelihood that Devontae Adams is gonna score a touchdown. One hundred percent a hundred percent. One zero zero. You heard it. Oh my god. All right. I wasn't paying attention, so I didn't catch the question. That hasn't stopped me before and it's not gonna stop me now. Devontae Adams is fantastic. They get into the red zone and to Shane's point, they they draw up just some of the best red zone routes and I've never seen somebody that has the ability that Devontae Adams does that is so wide open on some of these plays. They, they look like it's – there's a few plays every season where they're at like the 10-yard line and Devontae Adams walks into the end zone and what looks like broken coverage because the design of the play is so good. I don't know if that's the floor or if that's just something that Rodgers and, and him work up in the huddle. I, I don't know. But he's a fantastic play, and for this week, he's right up there with Cooper Cup, maybe even ahead of him, based on matchup and, and that hundred percent likelihood that he's going to get get a tutter.
0: Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't know how many times I've seen Adams just run into the flat uncovered
1: yep. <laughs> inside the five. Like how does that happen? Yeah. He's the best player on the field, and they they, they just don't have anybody on him.
0: I I yeah. don't know what to tell you. I don't I don't a, <laughs> I don't have an answer for that question.
2: It, uh, even I mean, he he makes good cornerbacks look bad too. Um, like when they played the Rams, like I was watching the matchup against Ramsey, like Ram, Ramsey cannot cover him either. So it's not just like uh, it's, it's everyone. Tough. I mean, it's everyone. He's, he's he's open against everyone.
0: Stupid. Yeah, they do, they definitely have a connection. I mean, I, I I tend to watch Aaron Rodgers interviews on Tuesdays with McAfee, and um, he does always talk about him and Devontae are just constantly talking with each other. So, um, last three players on the Mad Dogs, we got Gerald Everett at home against Detroit. Everett's taken a little bit of a uh, more important role in the Seattle offense lately. Have Hunter Renfro, who's been a stud wide receiver thirteen, looking to get into the. The wide receiver one territory, and then Dare Agumbaale getting the start in the flex spot for the Jaguars at New England. Jags have an absolute mess in the backfield. Um, I'm not sure it's this bad. Um, what do you got? What are your guys' thoughts on Everett Renfro and Agumbaale?
2: Yeah, it's kind of been what we've, I don't want to say picked on, but kind of uh, looked at the Mad Dogs as, as not being in the contender throughout the year was was these last three spots um, of what we, we thought they needed to improve upon as far as to, to, to win it all or be a top contending team. Um, that's why we, we thought they were more of a middle of the pack, fourth, fifth, best roster in the league somewhere in that area. And... I mean, Renfro has been outstanding, so I don't think I would put him in the same category as the Everett and then obviously the Ogumboale. But I'm just going to go out there and say I don't think that Ogumboale ends up being the guy that plays in the flex two. I think it's going to be Boston Scott. Um, At least that's what I would do if I were the Mad Dogs because I think they're going to wait and see – on, on what uh, Jordan Howard's status is, but I, even so, I think Boston Scott's the play, because I think he definitely scores at least once. So Are you going to put the 100% out there? I'm not going to put the 100% out there. If <coughs> Jordan Howard does not play, I will. How about
1: that? <laughs> so. Where can I bet anti-touchdown parlays? Like, SBC <laughs> anti touchdown because I, I really want to do one. Look, There's a lot of stuff in fantasy football I get surprised by. One of them this season was Ruggs doing whatever the hell he decided to do and Hunter Renfro being the big beneficiary of that in Las Vegas. I I did not see that coming in any type of scenario and and, and looking at that, but he's been fantastic. I made fun of him. I called him a a rich man's Emmanuel Sanders, which I'm not allowed to say on the podcast, but I, I, I did it. I'll own it. Uh, one of the many scenarios in both of these teams where I was very, very wrong. I also disagree with Shane on Dare. Uh, you, you see the run he got last week. It's not a great matchup against the Patriots, but I feel a lot better about him and, and what he showed last week after he, he, he got pretty good usage versus throwing out of Boston, Scott. I, I I just can't do it. And And the last thing I'll say about this team... Is wow! How the hell do you overcome Calvin Ridley? Uh, it's one thing like my, my team you get you get injured, whatever COVID protocols, whatever fake vaccine cards. You, you get you get all that that happens to anybody's team. <laughs> but for a guy to just get up and say, you know what, I I'm at the peak of my career, in my prime, making millions of dollars, and I just need a few weeks where I'm going to step away from the game mental health. He he, he did a Jordan. He, He did a Michael Jordan just stepping away without any of the gambling questions. All that to say that's something that I would find very hard to come back from. And he's been able to face the adversity, overcome it and put together what is a very, very good team and a lot of really good matchups and a lot of players streaking at the right time here. So to answer your question, which, again, I forgot what it was. Great team, great job this season. No matter what the outcome is, you've got to be proud of, of what you've been able to get out of this roster.
0: Yeah, I mean, for weeks Mike has told us that this was the team he had. I mean, he he looks in the mirror and sees Jason's team. Um, we all haven't seen that, but, you know, he's here now. So, And he has probably... You know, he he was the not the two seed, but all year he was ranking as the two seed. Had a a rough stretch of games there in the middle, but um you know that was that was more around Mahomes and Edward Solaire, you know, miss and Calvin Ridley, like you said, when you're missing three three or better players and Mahomes was out there, he just wasn't uh playing well. That that's typically gonna happen. Um We do have some weird names on the flock side as well. We'll start off with Devin Singletary and Rashad Penny. Uh, Looks like they're going to be getting the start over names like DeAndre Swift, DJ Moore, and Marquise Brown. Um, Shane, you want to give us any guarantees on who's going to be playing the flex there? (laughs)
2: Oh, man. (coughs) I I think he has it right. I think he has it right right now. Um yeah, I think I would I would stick with uh, stick with the way that he has it. Um I guess if DeAndre Swift is, is a full go and they even then I'm still a little concerned. But I think he has it right the way it is. I think Singletary and Penny both have decent weeks. Um so yeah. I think he sticks with uh, the Penny over even even over DeAndre Swift. I'm I'm not sold.
1: Uh, is Swift gonna play? They don't know yet. That would be tough. not Practice yesterday. That would be really tough to not have him in there somewhere. I mean, I, I get it, but I I don't think I'd be able to pull the trigger over single or oh, single Terry or Penny over Swift.
2: I, I, my concern is that, I mean
1: not that the Lions
2: are a good franchise because they're not but I mean what are you gaining out of going out there and giving DeAndre Swift 25 carries this weekend you
1: could apply that logic to every
2: game the Lions play yeah but I mean I, <laughs> you already know he's a pretty decent back you want him to be fully healthy going into next season I, I just I don't know I don't see the benefit of going out and giving him a full workload that's, that's my worry um I, I can't imagine him getting much more than ten to twelve carries.
0: He's done more through the air too. I mean, it, it hasn't really been carries. He was, he was kind of like a Kamara light, um, earlier yeah. in the year doing more of it through the air and long touchdown runs and just volume of catches. But yeah, if Swift plays, I agree. It would be hard to hard to not run him out there. Although I do like Rashad Penny. I think Singletary's the one that I would have a hard time, uh, hard time running out there. He's been solid. He's been outstanding in the last couple of weeks, though. Yeah, I know. He'll but solid. Yeah, I guess sixteen the last two. <laughs> I just too many three point efforts. One, two, oh, three, yeah. four. They're just waiting
2: to jump out at you with him. Oh yeah.
0: Um, yeah. And Jason's team has a lot to lose, obviously, more, to, more so than the Mad Dogs running a Goomba Wale out there. I mean, his, it might not matter
1: Yes, he plays in his first yeah. no, you're right.
0: It might not matter. Um, let's talk about Antonio Gibson and Tyler Lockett next. Uh, Gibson, questionable. Looks like he will play against Philadelphia. Um, Philadelphia with a better run defense than I think most people think. Um, And then Lockett gets the the smash game against Detroit. Uh, What do you guys have to say about Gibson and Lockett? Yeah,
2: I mean, Antonio Gibson just... Just an RB1 on the flock that you don't even realize is on the roster. Um, <laughs> must be nice must be because that's rich people problems there. Um, yeah, RB1, Antonio Gibson just slotted in there.
1: I would just um, say to myself, I'm like, I feel like he's had a disappointing season. <laughs> <laughs> Um But yeah, he did struggle
2: a little bit to run the ball against Philadelphia when they played a couple weeks ago. Um, s- still got in the end zone once to, to make up for it and make it a decent week um but 15 carries for 26 yards against the eagles when they played um eagles decent run defense like you mentioned i I still think gibson's a good play um i still like him to get right into double digits what about tj uh tj yeah um this is a juicy one detroit at home Two teams that are eliminated. Um, Got to figure there's there's going to be limited defense played in that game. Um, Blake Lockett to get into uh, into the double digits. Give me seven catches for ninety yards and a score.
1: I see mid-teens for Gibson. Uh, I'm not too scared about the Eagles' defense. I, I I don't know what to make out of the Eagles. I, I have no idea what team's going to show up. Uh, Sirianni better coach than Kingsbury is is what I'm told by my friend Matt Kozlowski. But g- give me Gibson, f- fifteen points. That, that, that's going to include a Tutter. And I think TJ has a, has a solid game. R- right around ten points. Nothing too flashy. It, it's tough to. Make anything of those games that are, are are pretty much meaningless, and that's exactly what that one is.
0: I like Lockett for a big game this week. Gibson, I'm not getting behind it. I don't see how he gets to 15. Um, but
1: there's a tutter in there.
0: Yeah, obviously he would need to score, um, need to score a touchdown to get it, to get up to 15. But I, I just don't know if that's going to happen. Washington offense has looked just really poor lately. Um, <clears throat> Herbert gets a tough Denver team, I think, defensively. Not offensively, obviously. But um, I think that could be a sneaky, tough game for uh, for Herbert. I don't know that I would be looking elsewhere. But I don't always love, uh, you know, Denver's got a pretty decent secondary. And they have been getting after the passer pretty well lately. What do you guys think about Herbert?
1: He, he put up 23 at Denver mm-hmm. last time they played. I'm fine
0: with
2: him. Yeah, but not 23 is enough. one of his lower outputs on the year, <laughs> um, and I'm not sure that. I mean, I mean, for this squad, 23 Germany will do the trick. So, I mean, I think if he puts up 23, the flock go home okay with that. Um, just based on the talent they have, the rest of the, on the rest of the roster, but. That's the, the thing is when you're playing against Patrick Mahomes, there's always that chance that Mahomes goes for 35 to 40. Um, so 23 from your quarterback and losing that position by a double digits is, is never a good start. So, but I, I agree with you cause Denver, sneaky good defense. Their, their, their secondary is pretty good. They got athletes all over the field on the defensive side of the ball. Um, I think it's a tough one. I think the new expectations for Herbert this week Um With that being said, there's just so much volume there, he's going to throw the ball enough and probably two tutters 250 yards, so depends on the turnovers.
0: Yeah, I mean, single-handedly, Herbert made your game against Jason Close last week, Phil. Um, He was hovering at six points most of the day and then throws a late touchdown, gets some late yards and kind of garbage time and uh, gets up to 18 points and makes makes it interesting, but he definitely can't afford a complete uh, stinker from him and the last two players uh, last three players to talk about uh, running back one wide receiver one and tight end one Jonathan Taylor home against Vegas um, we'll see if Carson Lentz is out there if he can clear uh, COVID protocols with the new five-day mandates and then, uh, in the same game, Baltimore and the Rams. So we have Cooper Cup and Mark Andrews. I'll let you guys talk about that.
2: <laughs> will cause <Coss say laughs> anything during this segment?
0: No, I'm I'm <laughs> totally distracted. I need three points from Gary Harris in the last minute and fifty seconds. <laughs> because I sure monster. will. Um. Wow,
2: um, Jonathan Taylor, off of the touchdown train last week against Arizona, does not score. He gets on, back on in a big way this week against the Raiders. Two, possibly three tutters. It is a big, big Jonathan Taylor week. Um, Just like it's been a big Jonathan Taylor season. Um, And I'm smelling, I'm smelling Super Bowl MVP honors. Um, Cooper Cup. Just put it this way he's gonna have 100 yards receiving probably eight or nine catches like what, what more do you want that's, that's every week um, just pencil it in raven's secondary is trash right now um so just 10 catches 115 yards um and then mark andrews what can you say um he is far and away the Asserted himself as as the the guy in Baltimore. Um, just getting peppered peppered with targets the last three weeks. Um, Thirty four targets the last last three weeks. Just been absurd. Um, he's the only good offensive player they have really <laughs> right now. Uh, another big week for Andrews, and no reason to believe that it's not going to be the same trend. So, yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm sorry, Jason, but. I'd, I'd be an idiot if I went any
1: other direction. What do you got, Phil? The best thing I can say about this team is that this is a roster that I'm greatly looking forward to, to this game getting played this weekend so that he can't keep this entire roster again next year. His team, I, I, I've never seen a the, the combo of three players this good in uh, any fantasy league that, that I've ever played in. And the fact that they are so far and away number one in their position. I don't know how far Andrews is ahead of Kelsey, but Cup and, and Jonathan Taylor, it's, it's it's not even close. I'm just excited for when this does the whole reset. He can only keep two of these guys, and he's got to throw a very, very talented roster back into the draft pool for, for next season. So hats off to Jason did a great job at again one of the many things I was wrong on this year. Did a great job of picking out a just phenomenal roster. Have has gone end to end. One loss, yeah. what, 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 two, what losses. Say, two losses. Two losses. He's fantastic. Jo- Jonathan Taylor had his worst output of the season last week. What what felt our worst one since week three, I should say, and. I had that happen. I had Herbert throw up a stinker. Cooper Cup had a decent game. I had just about everything I needed to go right, go right, and I still would have lost by 20 or 25 had he not sat his guys. Um, This is a roster that it's not touchdown dependent. If he doesn't get the touchdown production, he – would want he's going to put up one hundred and twenty five if he does get the touchdown production he wants he's going one fifty one seventy five two hundred plus <laughs> we've seen him do it we we've seen him do it uh, there's nothing else to say
0: um, the best thing I'll say I mean cups going for wide receiver records so of the yep. three of these players he's the safest um, you yeah. know. I agree with Shane, eight or nine catches, 100 yards. They're going to make sure that they get him. That's all that happens. That's yep.
2: yeah. all yeah.
0: yeah. The only way it doesn't happen is if he gets injured, which guys that we've talked about on this podcast happen to do that from time to time. Um,
2: and we talked about everyone on both teams, Jason, yeah. just so you know. Yeah. We're fair to everyone. <laughs> Equal <Keep laughs> opportunity take dinner.
0: Jonathan Taylor, you can't ask for much more than going against Las Vegas. Um, Yeah. You know, I'm partial to Taylor. I have an MVP bet on him that I'd like to catch. Um, and then Andrews, who's playing quarterback for Baltimore this week? I don't think it's Jackson. I mean, I don't know that There's, it matters. I just look, he had eight for 125 and a score with Josh Johnson playing quarterback last week.
1: It doesn't matter. It, it helps if it's not Jackson, I think.
0: Yeah, true. The last 30 weeks, he's.
1: Yeah, the other guys have
0: been much better. better. Um, and I feel like. Is Jackson the I top like, two
2: quarterback on the Ravens? <laughs> <laughs> didn't, didn't he miss he's the Indy Game, too? In the state of Maryland. <laughs>
0: yeah. I like Huntley. I like him. He's a good, good player. All right, let's get our uh, championship predictions. You guys are first. By the way, um, just real quick, so you guys can share my pain. Um, Seven leg parlay. Evan Mobley, Gary Harris, Bradley Beal, Giannis, Tyrese Maxey, Joel Embiid, James Harden, all to score 20 plus points. 10 to pay 9.33. Gary Harris has 17 for the entire fourth quarter and doesn't score another bucket.
2: And everyone
1: else did?
0: Yep. <laughs> oh. And I'm trying to place a live line on Gary Harris's under to hedge, and they won't put, there's no live lines. Like they just don't put anything out. <laughs> so.
1: Seems fishy to me.
0: Yeah. Did everything right. feel like I was right about that one. All right. Good. Sorry.
1: We do have some time left. I I would like us to spend at least 15 or 20 minutes talking through NBA betting possibilities. We can do that
0: on on Xbox. We don't need to do that.
1: (laughs) We'll get there. All right. I'm looking at this, and I think Jason's team is head and shoulders better than everybody else in the league. No no matter who he's facing, he's just that much better. However, and this is a not-so-fast moment, you look at some of these matchups, Patrick Mahomes in Cincinnati, <coughs> Arizona, Sony Michelle, Baltimore, Devontae Adams, 100% Tutter. You, you look at some of those probabilities. I like the matchups at the top half of this better than the matchups that Jason has. So Jason's team is better. Mix matchups, in my opinion, are better. And you know I love going to the quarterback position. And I like Mahomes a lot more than than I like Justin Herbert this weekend. I am going to call an upset David versus Goliath. David wins every single time. Give me Mick in a very, very close 130-point effort knocking off the flock this weekend.
2: Yeah, so I went into this podcast thinking about my prediction for this game and I went in with every intention of picking the Mad Dogs and trying to come up with a reason of why. And looking at these lines closely, it's not as big of a gap as you think. Um, I'll just recap the season. If they would have played each other every week this year in the regular season, the flock would have went 10-4 and four against the Mad Dogs. Um, pretty dominant. It would have been 1-1 and in the playoffs, though, and that one win would have been last week where he just put up a dominant effort against me. And it reminded me kind of season one where my team went up against UCAS and I I was just dominant all season long, was the best team all year, but your team got hot right at the right time. And that's so key. Um, My team kind of, not that we weren't hot, but we just kind of, leveled off and, and, and faded just a little bit right at the end and your team got hot, caught fire down the stretch and played your best ball in the, in the last couple of weeks and I think that's what the Mad Dogs are doing so give me the Mad Dogs in a less than five point victory very high scoring
0: Ooh. 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 I'm uh, I'm stunned that both of you picked them um, I'm going to copy, man. be the donkey that I am and just take the flock because they're favored by 26 and they should win. And I just look at that. I think that team's a lot better. Like I, I realize what Renfro has done lately. I like Gerald Everett. I started him. I think in one league last week. Um, but I just prefer Taylor Lockett Cup. Andrews and even Penny um I prefer those guys I think they're I think they're really good and um I think less has to go right for Jason to win than it does for Micah so
2: absolutely you're you're right there
0: um I've been calling the flock victory for a couple weeks now and I'm gonna stay true to it he deserves it too he's been the best team so
1: Alright, just break this. down this third place game
0: <laughs> No, that's it We Somehow one, we spent an hour
2: One thing I did want to touch on before we hop off here uh, I mean, it keeps staring me in the face and I know we talked about it last week we didn't have a pod, but um, I know we talked about it while we were on Xbox um, Man, Cooper Cup has been outstanding I think we're going to touch on it when uh, our off-season pods come around as far as keepers go, but how much do you think Nevermore has to be kicking themselves for getting rid of that guy? <laughs> um, I mean, this is a slam dunk wide receiver one. How much is it? Next year as well. 35, I believe.
0: Well, if, if Daddy's, um, daddy slips him his entry fee back and pays for next year's, you know, <laughs> that makes it what, worth it.
1: What about Andrews? What, what's Andrews' price? Uh, I don't know. It can't be that much. It was cheap, fifteen to twenty. Oh my god! Oh my god! But I mean,
0: you're gonna you're gonna keep Andrews and Cup and throw Taylor back.
1: Yeah, like <laughs> I'm saying, he's got he's got three or four good keepers. Now it makes sense why you've been so kind to Jason on the podcast because you have zero, and you're <laughs> and God God knows what kind of value you're gonna give and try and play it off as something meaningful to Jason's roster as it sits now because you don't have any draft cash left this is going to be a really interesting offseason I can't wait
0: plenty of other leagues to play in Phil (laughs) (laughs) all right so we I think we'll try to talk next week to just recap the championship game and crown our winner hopefully Omicron doesn't ruin our playoff party um it's not looking promising we'll see we'll we'll follow the science we'll make the right decision um,
1: <laughs> follow the science <laughs> It's just a cold yeah. go outside people
0: yeah, and you know we only have to quarantine for five days now, which just blows my mind but for um for another for another podcast thank you both for joining me. Thank you all for listening. This has been a fun seventh season of the Sons of Fantasy Football League. Um, it's hard to believe that we've been doing this for seven years. It's fun. It is fun. It's been very fun. Um, good luck to both Jason and Micah, and we will hopefully talk to you guys next week to crown our twenty twenty one champion. Thanks.